0: Welcome to Storytime time Let's continue Ramona Quimby, age 8, by Beverly Cleary. Chapter 6, Super Nuisance, Part 1. Once more, the Quimby's were comfortable with one another, or reasonably so. Yet, Mr. and Mrs. Quimby often had long, serious discussions at night behind their closed bedroom door. The sober sound of their voices worried Ramona, who longed to hear them laugh. However, by breakfast they were usually cheerful, cheerful but hurried. Ramona was less comfortable at school. In fact, she was most comfortable, no, she was the most uncomfortable because she was so anxious not to be a nuisance to her teacher. She stopped volunteering answers, except for the bus ride, and sustained silent reading. She at school. One morning, when her mother was wishing she could get out of going to school, she dug a hole in the middle of her oatmeal with her spoon and watched it fill with milk as she listened to the noise from the garage, the grinding growl of a car that was reluctant to start. Grr, grr, grr she said, imitating the sound of the motor. Ramona, don't dawdle. Mrs. Quimby was whisking about the living room, picking up newspapers, straightening cushions, running a dust cloth over the window sills and coffee table. Light housekeeping, she called it. Mrs. Quimby did not like to come home to an untidy house. Ramona ate a few spoonfuls of oatmeal, But somehow her spoon felt heavy this morning. And drink your milk, said her mother. Remember, you can't do good work in school if you don't eat a good breakfast. Ramona paid scant attention to this little speech that she heard almost every morning. Out of habit, she drank her milk and managed most of her toast. In the garage, the car stopped growling and started to throb. Ramona had left the table and was brushing her teeth when she heard her father call in through the back door to his mother. Dorothy, can you come and steer the car while I push it into the street? I can't get it to go into reverse. Ramona rinsed her mouth and rushed to the front window in time to see her father put all his strength into pushing the now silent car slowly down the driveway and into the street while her mother steered. At the foot of the driveway, Mrs. Quimby started the motor and drove the car forward beh- beside the curb. Now, try and reverse, Mr. Quimby directed. In a moment, Mrs. Quimby called out, It won't go. Ramona put on her coat, picked up her lunchbox and hurried out to see what happened when a car would go forward but not backward. She soon discovered her parents found nothing funny about this state of affairs. I'll have to take it to the mechanic, Mr. Quimby looked cross, and then take a bus, which means missing my first class. Let me take it and you hurry and catch a bus now, said Mrs. Quimby. The answering service can take the doctor's messages a few minutes longer until I get to the office. Then noticing Ramona standing on the sidewalk, she said, Run along or you'll miss your bus. And blew Ramona kiss. What if you have to back up? Asked Ramona. It's luck I won't have to. Her mother answered. We're long now. So long, Ramona, said Mr. Quimby. Ramona could see that he was more concerned with the car than with her. Perhaps this knowledge made her feet seem heavier than usual as she plodded off to her bus stop. The ride to school seemed longer than usual. When Yard Ape said, hi, egghead, she did not bother to answer, deviled egghead to you, as she had planned. When school started, Ramona sat quietly, filling spaces in her workbook, trying to insert the right numbers into the right spaces, but not much caring if she failed. Her head felt heavy, and her fingers did not want to move. She thought of telling Mrs. Whaley that she did not feel good, but her teacher was busy writing a list of words on the blackboard and would probably think anyone who interrupted was a nuisance. Ramona propped her head on her fist, looking at 26 glass jars of blue oatmeal. Oh. She did not want to think about blue oatmeal or white oatmeal or any oatmeal at all. She sat motionless, hoping the terrible feeling would go away. She knew she should tell her teacher, But by now, Ramona was too miserable even to raise her hand. If she did not move, not even her little finger or an eyelash, she might feel better. Go away, blue oatmeal, thought Ramona. And then she knew that the most terrible, horrible, dreadful, and awful thing that could happen was going to happen. Please, God, don't let me. Ramona prayed too late. The terrible, horrible, dreadful awful thing happened. Ramona threw up. She threw up right there on the floor in front of everyone. One second her breakfast was where it belonged. Then everything in her middle seemed to go into reverse and there was her breakfast on the floor. Ramona had never felt worse in her whole life. Tears of shame welled in her eyes as she was aware of the shock and horror of everyone around her. She heard Mrs. Whaley say, Oh dear, Marcia, take Ramona to the office. Danny, run and tell Mr. Watts that someone threw up. Children, you may hold your noses and file into the hall until Mr. Watts comes and cleans up. Her instructions made Ramona feel even worse. Tears streamed down her face, and she longed for Beezus, now far away in junior high school, to come and help her. She let Marcia guide her down the steps and through the hall as the rest of her class, noses pinched between thumbs and forefingers, hurried out of the classroom. It's all right, Ramona, Marcia said gently. While keeping her distance as if she expected, Ramona to explode. Thank you for listening. Bye! Until next episode!